it's kitty litter a la little rascals the updated movie when they put it in a up off a sandwich and you see kitty litter Ew. <laughs> so gross my favorite scene was when they had uh tootsie just shit just shit on a sandwich and Alfalfa has to eat it because he lost a game of marbles. And then Froggy went, yeah, that was my idea. Fucking Froggy. Yeah. Yeah, I really love this. I love watching <laughs> him eat a shit sandwich. <laughs> Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! What's up? It's me, Slide Whistle! It's me, Immunization. And it's me, Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire, and Horde Punching Bag. And welcome to episode 82 of Do Not Relent Swish. Yeah! If this episode was your grandpa, you'd go to your dad like, is Grampy okay? The answer is no. We are not okay, nor have we ever really been okay. I'm kind of okay. Also, we're recording from our new recording studio coming at ya in our new place. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We have officially moved in. All of our big things are here now. We basically moved the day of closing and is a lot. And I am still kind of sore from it all. And we still have things at our old place because we have like two more weeks to finish moving everything over. But we've been living here and it's been really nice. Yeah, I just want to leave all that old shit behind. Oh, this is... Okay, this is, we're also trying a new podcast uh, setup here, and it's really, really odd staring this man in the face while I record. Normally, I start a screen. What is this? Yeah, so our current setup Ugh. is that we just have a slides old mic just set up on a table in between the two of us, and we are recording as one. So I guess that means that there won't be any weird echo that may have graced your ears in the past because we always have recorded in the same room but, but separately. now I, i'm forced to look at him every time i speak and i can't look anywhere else i don't like this do you feel like this is going to make back and forth conversations feel weird like yes. the two of you will be going about plot points and then randomly you'll hear me and be like oh you're in the room too well the, the hard part i'm having is i keep muting after i finish talking but then he starts to talk I'm like, oh, oh i gotta unmute because he's on he's on my file now and for me, it's just like, I don't have to worry about anything. I didn't even have to press record this time. This means he has no control. <laughs> oh, so I can, snap. I can you can be easy. silenced. <laughs> immunization can be censored. <laughs> Hashtag free immunization. No, no, no. Don't free him. Hey, did you hear that Obama's Twitter got hacked? This like, everyone's Twitter got hacked. It was like Obama, Bill Gates, triple extension, Kanye. So, also, Elon... But I felt like his tweet was the most on brand with himself. And I was like, he would have probably do this anyways. <laughs> now, yeah, he saw he saw everyone weirdly scamming for Bitcoin. And he was like, mm, that sounds like a good thing to do. Elon's is just genuine. Yeah, give me money and I'll give you more money. But they, So they were hacked. But could people read their DMs? Because I would love to see like what Joe Biden's DMing people. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm willing to bet that Joe Biden has never personally used his Twitter account or a computer. Probably. Right. Um, Riceroni. <laughs> Ooh, man, Riceroni, the San Francisco treat. Do you guys think that the Riceroni Twitter account got hacked too? I, I hope not. That's a sacred relic. I think they were the ones who did the hacking. If Ooh. you look under all of the things after they talked about Bitcoin, there was also like, make sure you enjoy your favorite Spanish rice in a package tonight. Rice-a-roni. We've been watching a lot of Supermarket Sweep, and they have not mentioned Rice-a-roni once on the show, and I'm just waiting for it to show up. They also keep mentioning products that I've never heard of, or like, I don't know, I was probably too young to really know of a lot of them. They're probably just waiting for a season three Rice-a-roni special where they go to the Rice-A-Roni store. I have to keep closing my eyes whenever I talk now, just so I don't have to look at them. It's working, wow, I think. rude. <laughs> I can't see you. All right, well, we we did it. We we can talk about WoW now. We got Enough time has passed, and we can now quit this banter that I'm sure you guys are tired of and talk about World of Warcraft. Oh, man, Supermarket Sweep is Yay. pretty good, though. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I did not mute. Oh my god, it's so weird. 
So, Slide, what did you oh, do yeah. in WoW this week? So, well, as I've said previously, I've been moving a lot. What is this face you're giving me? You're giving me nooch right now. I don't like it. Turn around while I talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Do you deal say nooch as in a yeah. neutral face? <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's nooching me. You know, nooch. Giving me nooch. There you go. Cover your face while I talk about <laughs> So we were moving, so a lot of my game time didn't even happen, so I'm mad about. But I was doing some more Death Knight, Death Knight campaign stuff. Um, unfor- unfortunately, I'm at the part where it's like, you have to do more missions after you already finish your old missions. So I'm still kind of waiting for these missions to finish. Are these like the time-gated ones that you like cannot fast-forward through because it's like they take a day? Right, and they also are missions that they're like, oh, well, you've been playing on these guys, right? So surely you have a lot of experience on them. And I'm like, no, all my followers are like level 104 because I'm not doing extra mission content for no fucking reason. So it's taking me double time to do it because they're so fucking low. But I think I have one lap before I can continue the storyline, which is really good so far. The the Death Knights really do have, like, the best order hall that I've seen so far. And it's, like, it's bullshit. I used my druid in raid, and I got some gear on her. I guess we can save that for the raid content. Because, boy, I think we have a lot of raid yeah. to talk about. But um, that's honestly really it. Not a whole lot coming out of me this week. What about you, Aaron? What was your week in WoW like? This week in WoW, I buckled down and continued my adventure with Gelbin 2, the Mechanome assassination rogue, and he is now at 103, I believe. He is almost at the promised land, and between you and me, I'm very much ready. Ready, ready, ready! Rogue was a fun experiment for a little bit, but I gotta get out of here, man. I know the content like levels with you, so it makes sense that I'm still getting beat up. But like, I've got all my abilities. I've got the King Slayers. I'm Ooh. like, why am I still? <laughs> why am I still getting beat up if I pull accidentally like two mobs? Rogues, you know, you know what they say about rogues: you love it or you list it. <laughs> and I think, I think <laughs> it's specifically assassination. Because I would look over Cubbybub's shoulder when she was playing Outlaw, and it looked really cool. Like, she was always, like, punching people and slashing people and healing. And now I'm like, if an enemy sees me and I'm not stealth, it's done. I might as well lay down. So, I I play on my all with, I guess, subtlety, right? So that we encompass all the different specs. And does mm-hmm. Assassination not have as much, like, insta-stealth to get away as subtlety? No, it has Vanish. That's the one. But it's really all just about poisons. So it's it's like a Dots character, but it's weird because it's a Dots melee. So I'm stabbing people like, you'll die in two minutes. And then like the Fell Lord turns around and hits me. He's like, you'll die in one. I'm like, oh, no. Are you... Remembering to keep your poisons on at all fucking time. Because that's what I hated the most. Yes, like, because don't forget. it screams. It screams <laughs> at you. If you forget for even a moment, you press a button, and there's a huge text thing. You do not have wounding nor killing poison on. Please apply. <laughs> it took me so long to remember that you can have on, like, three poisons at once. And I'm like, oh, that's weird that they stack like that. But I guess. I guess so. But... I am so close to the end of that adventure, and then I just get to start a new one. Which one is next on the docket? Next on the docket, I will be playing a dwarf hunter. I have yet Whoa. to craft their identity, but it'll probably be dwarf beastmaster hunter. Why, Aaron playing a dwarf? What the fuck? Exactly. You don't have any it's, dwarves, it's almost right? <laughs> not a single one other than <laughs> Wallace on Grubbis in Classic. Huh. Wow, yeah. But yeah, I can't wait. Do you have an idea in mind for a name? I can just go for Wallace 2.0. Uh it's probably going to be Grumbins. Grumbins. I'm going to see if I can pull Grumbins out. If you want Young Wild Seed, I think I have it still. Uh Young Wild Seed is tempting, but I'm thinking about Grumbins. 
<laughs> you got grumbins on the mind. You, you could also do like old boring tree. To do like the opposite oh, of your wild shit, old boring tree. I gotta do that now. <laughs> you could but, always see wait. if young mouth bottoms available. <laughs> on something tells me on Proudmore, anything young anything bottom has already been taken. You would think, but remember, I got bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, those are good. Wait, I just see a note up. Just kidding. I saw a note on my desk. I gotta go with Grumbins. That's it. It's Grumbins. It's been decided. As it's, I, it's been decided. Grumbins. Immune, yeah, what in. have you been up to in the world of Warcraft? I'm writing down all the spelling so you can't steal it. Well, this week, similar to Slide, because we both moved at the same time, obviously. I, a lot of my time was taken by the moving and all that. But I also want to start off by saying that your tale of Gelbin 2.0 has reminded me that Slide's mom gave us a housewarming gift, and it was a vacuum robot, like a Roomba, but off-brand because you know name-brand Roombas are fucking expensive. Yeah, hundred dollars. Um, and we decided to name it Gelbin 3.0. <laughs> Gelbin 3, baby. <laughs> There's a clear degradation in the quality of Gelbins as we continue. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I just did. Kind of daily things on Immune. I have, like, been doing emissaries, and I'm like, I don't 100% know why, even at this point. And then, you know, it's another week of me running all of my alts through the eye, hoping for ashes, and no avail yet. (laughs) I'm surprised Sly didn't mention it during what he did in WoW, but it's because... It doesn't fucking matter to him. He doesn't care about this mount. I forgot. I'll save that for the end of the podcast and a stunning reveal. <sighs> yeah. But hopefully this week I get to play a lot more WoW because we are moved in fully. And internet setup, our new desk setup is sick. I am loving it. Unfortunately, our roommate Bubble Tiger, who we had to leave behind in the move, has just asked us to help him move Sunday. So looks like we got more moving on the fucking docket. <laughs> we yeah. can't say no, because he helped us move so much. Yeah, and it was hard moving, too. It was, like, down two flights and up three with, like, our big-ass couch, which is so awkward to carry. So thanks to Bubble Tiger. Well, yeah, yeah. shout out to Bubble Tiger, who won't hear this, but this motherfucker literally was like, oh, this is great. I didn't get in a workout today. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he was literally carrying big-ass chairs by himself. This is such a good workout. This is so good, man. And I'm like, okay, dude, you crazy ass. And meanwhile, here I am, like, four days after moving the last big thing, and I'm like, my knee hurts, my back hurts, I'm sore. How's your neck? Uh, my neck's okay. I mean, my, my pussy and my crack, though, they're a little, <laughs> little beat up. Ew. You nasty. Oh, I don't want to hear about that. Gross <laughs> ass. So is that it? Is that what we did in WoW? Wow, a little chump, yeah, little chump yeah, change it. there. <laughs> yeah. it's. I can just talk over you if I want to now. It's so weird. I can just, like, <laughs> we're on the same file. I can just override you. <laughs> now, now that we've uh, upgraded our setup, I can just bully you. I can go over here and I can bully you. But I can no reach echo. across it's... the mic and smack the name out your mouth. <laughs> I, I can. Smack. I mean, I was always talked over anyways, but... Whose fault is that? Eh. But see, but now I have to see you, so now it's harder because you can be like, stop. Before we are back. No, ow! <laughs> I went for a slap that time. Okay, well, I think that's all the all the beginning wild stuff. Oh, oh his hands yeah. up. I mean, and we can just, like, go on into, like, our rating that we did in addition to all of our individual stuff because we did, like, lots of different kinds of rating content. We did our Mythic Jaina kills. I didn't get it. Sly didn't get it. But, Aaron, you got them out. Did we talk about that on the last pod or? Yes, we did. We did. Okay. It yeah. was, uh, yes, and during the Firelands portion of our rating this week, I made sure to pull out that mount because I didn't know what it was called. And I was just kind of wiggle next to you guys, but I never got a response. So I was like, oh, (laughs) it was either like they don't care or I'm like, I'm genuinely upsetting them. I don't remember seeing it. Firelands, like, honestly, 
Did we talk about Firelands at all yet? I don't remember if we talked about we Firelands. We mentioned last week. that we, just we were said it going was boring. to do it, and that was boring. It's yeah. still boring. I can't like we finished it. It's still boring. Yeah. So Rick. like I was watching The Office during it. <laughs> so I'll tell you why I missed your mount. <laughs> like Ragnaros was a little difficult, but not even really that much. No, I mean I, like, it was. I think I think my favorite boss was the bird. Who like you had to collect its feathers to go flying, but as a rate they were like range has to collect feathers, but you could still hit it from the ground. So I don't know why we needed to fly, other than oh. just like well this is a mechanic, got to put it in there. So if you if you fly, she has these fart rings like from the Dark Moon Fair, and for every ring you go through, you get a stacking damage buff. So you can get like. I think I think each ring is ten percent damage, maybe. So you can get like one hundred and twenty percent bonus damage to hit her. I think that's the only reason mm. to go up there. But like, uh, but like, well, my damage was so low that I was on Wild Seed, who has no fucking gear, and I'm like, I'm just gonna go last. And I went last, and I still did like no, I did no damage that whole fucking fight. It felt bad. What even was the Ragnaros fight? He has. What did he even do? He, the hammer. The so hammer. he, yeah, he's he throws his hammer a lot. He spawns a lot of little baddies that want to touch his hammer and do explosive damage. And then he makes you explode sometimes. It was just a lot of running back and forth on his big platform. Yeah, it was a lot of positioning the hammer in a place so that you could kill all of his little baddies before they touch it. It's, it's honestly... Not gonna lie, it's kind of lame because I feel like it's cooler to fight just regular ass Ragnaros and not just fight like his hammer and his little bitches. Uh, excuse me, you mean his little baddies? His, his little baddies? His, his little ratty baddies? Yeah, raggy baddies. Raggy baddies. Those little ragamuffins. I can go all day. So Aaron in particular, but I also was under the impression that. Mop time walking this week also included a raid, which I guess that's just my bad. But like, I also was excited to do mop raiding, but I guess it's only dungeons and whatever one they choose is not out. In my my rice farmer hat, my pagoda (laughs) roof shoulders, all matching, and then we ended up just going to Nihilotha, and you can't mount in like the first few fights, so I felt foolish i had to wait until the fourth boss for someone to pull out like their their repair mount but it also features a team auger and i was like (laughs) and i quickly changed into like my fire outfit like (laughs) nope i was in this the whole time (laughs) i feel like mop transmog for me and at least is pretty nostalgic because on i guess on the first incarnation of immune back when it was booty ALC, I was a panda, and I had a lot of Mist of Pandaria Mog, because I just felt like it looked good on him, probably because he was a panda. Mm-hmm. So the, the T-Mog is, like, nostalgic for me. <laughs> Meanwhile, Slide is over here the entire time I'm trying to describe my T-Mog, trying to get me to break. He's, like, making all these crazy faces at me. We're wild this podcast. This is a wild episode. Something tells me this is a, a rare episode. <laughs> we're gonna start the next one with like, okay, we're in separate rooms now. <laughs> we are recording from opposite sides of the condominium. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so funny. Also, our neighbor has been frequently smoking, like packing like pipes of like weed in the back porch. And I think he may have indulged in like psychedelics because he was talking to himself and yelling at like the rooftop for no reason. Also, mm. this is a shared back porch. Like, so he's like right in front of our kitchen window. So it's really awkward because I like go and get food and then I see him talking to the roof. It's like there's the fridge, there's the countertop, and there's the man in his underwear talking to the roof. <laughs> he's wearing no pants back there, which I respect. I respect. And then he also like, because Slide's been physically at work and i've been working from home because of quarantine and i've noticed that this guy also just like works on the back porch so he just like ha- is like out on his laptop there so like all i love day. that you're whispering in case like he hears us and like goes hey <laughs> hey you talking about me back there <laughs> please please mid pod have <laughs> pantsless screaming man throw his laptop through the thing like 
Have you tried playing Final Fantasy fourteen? <laughs> that is actually They got a rabbit huge, ladies. That's a genuine <laughs> concern though, because honestly our our recording area is very close to the window. So like we can hear them sometimes, so they can probably hear us if they're back there. <laughs> Luckily this wall is a different apart like different people, I think. Hmm. For for all the audience out there, he pointed to a different wall. Gestured to it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> For those who can't see, he pointed at not this wall. So you can imagine this room probably has four walls, as most rooms do. Uh, he's pointed at two different ones at this point. <laughs> we we can confirm. We recounted. It is confirmed. Four walls in this room. Yes. I mean, what else does it talk about during the raid? Uh, I guess Nihilotha made me really mad. I so also <laughs> uh, full disclosure. I was, I was like, Nihilotha is so boring. And I, I'm glad I was doing it on my Druid. But I literally, so I have a, like a headset that can I can turn down. That was our cat jumping. Cat guard, you big fatty. You hear oh that big dear. thud? That was him. Sorry. Oh, he rolled over. But um, so I have a knob on my headset that can like differentiate game chat from, from Discord chat. And I turned Discord chat to zero during Nihilotha. And I just watched The Office during it the entire two no, and a half I, hours. So, yeah, I was just like, I know what to do. And I did keep them on just in case there was like something wet and wild. But there was at one point where it's like, Growlina, your thing keeps going off. Like, it was highlighted like I was talking. Oh, And yeah. I tried, I kept trying to fix it. And they were like, well, no, it's not getting fixed. So I just left Discord. It's like, I don't need to, I know what to do here. I'm just going to, I don't know do anything else yeah and also this is only a problem to them because they use the overlay so that it shows that it shows like your like name and head like on Mm -hmm. the game and that's why i like really shadily just said like you know you can turn off game overlay well some people aren't blessed with two screens oh yeah you don't have two screens anymore yeah i don't absolutely know i don't know i just know who's talking because like we raid with the same people well, we've added that new person. Oh, Millie? I think she's a friend of Scott or Brio. Like, in real life, I think, or something. They all seem really close, at least. Well, I was... So, I've been getting up for work at four in the morning, and I check Discord sometimes, and Faye, Scott, Brio, Millie, and, like, four people were up, still up at four in the morning playing WoW in Discord. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Like, what are you guys doing? She's also pretty good. She's a druid healer. She's really nice. She also gifted. She didn't even say a word. She got some bracers that dropped, and she's also a druid, like like Wild Seed is. And she got bracers with a socket, and she didn't put them up for roll. She just traded them to me without even saying anything. I was like, "Oh my god, thank you so much." She goes, "Yeah, no problem." Drew the druid, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a druid all the time. That's me. <laughs> keep, keep it coming, lady. <laughs> That's me. Slide whistle. A, a full time druid. You can call me Seed Whistle from now on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, I don't know if some of you know this, but uh, the newest WoW book has come out, which is called Shadows Rising by Our Lady Madeline Rue. And Madeline Rue! I've been listening to the audiobook, and I'm going to read it also, because I feel like I can't digest a book if I'm not also reading it. But the audiobook is still really fucking good, and the voice actor for Talanji, which I guess I forgot completely, uh, is narrating the book. Because last time, it was Anduin's voice actor, right? For before the storm, wasn't it? Oh, I cannot I believe confirm that. that's correct. Yeah, I heard so it once briefly because Tyre listened to it, and I just heard like the Forsaken, and I was like, "There he is." <laughs> yep, that's him. So like, I was like, "Oh wow!" I, I kind of it kind of clicked. I was like, "Oh right, Anduin voices before." It's interesting, but like, it's such a good experience because like the music that comes in, and it's just. Mm. But my my favorite part of the book right now is that if you just open the like the first two covers. The first few pages are like just like in-game wild WoW maps of like Zandalar and like Zuldazar, and I'm like, they just straight up copy and paste it in-game maps and put them in here. I, I so like I assume it's for people who don't know, and then I'm also questioning like, are there people who buy and read these books that have zero experience in World of Warcraft? I mean, I guess if like Papa Cheese reads it, he he doesn't have a reference of Zuldazar for a while, right? I guess maybe. And I guess maybe just fantasy lovers might pick this book. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be really and weird. And I guess there there is sometimes where they like the scene that we previewed where it takes place in the Frog Marsh. 
mm-hmm. might want to be like, well, where is that? So then you can flip back and see it's in like northeastern Nazmir. Be like, wow, I'm fully immersed for people yeah. who aren't like us and don't have the map tattooed into our mind. Yeah, it's very Lord of the Rings-esque, I guess. But um, Part of this, though, so this isn't really a spoiler for the book, but it also may be some good reading if you want to catch up on the lore. Part of this comes from, like, Talandi's perspective, and apparently they're referencing stuff that happened in, like, the Horde or in the, in the Horde campaign. And I'm like, wait, they're talking about Yasma. And all I know about Yasma is that she's that silly spider bitch who's like, they're coming. I'm going to scurry away to the temple in Atalazar and fight them. And I'm like, I don't know. You'll never defeat my crawly spiders on the stairs. How'd you beat them? And so I I was, I was like, they're like referencing something like, oh yeah, Yasma's dead. And she had this group. And I'm like, wait, what? And apparently if you play as the Horde storyline in BFA, which we don't fucking know because we haven't done that yet. Yasma is a very big part of the Horde campaign. She, like, works with Rastakhan, and she literally consumes a Loa spider. A Shad- Shadra? 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 And she, like, becomes a spider. She was a troll, I guess. I'm like, wait, what's all this backstory lore I missed? So, this is, is this their equivalent of Stormsong, then? Yes, yes. So, like, they have a whole, their own dungeon lore that I didn't know. They're like, yes, man, the spider's bite. And I'm like, who the fuck's the spider's bite? And I'm like, oh, these are people who, like, were, like, uprising. Wait, so is this different than the widow's bite? Sorry, so they're the same one. I just forgot the name exactly, because I don't play Horde. I just remember from when we talked about it, that's <sighs> all. Whatever. But yeah, so maybe read about Yasma and Shatter before b- before you read the book, because it's interesting. If you're not a Horde player, like I'm sure most of you are. Well, I guess while we are talking about books, I am going to pull a time warp. Oh, no. Okay, I know it's been my time warp for a little bit now, and I like feel like we're a little too preoccupied with other things during our recent pods, but this week, I'm going to ask you two, in 40 seconds, to name as many authors of WoW books as you can. I'm going to lose. Are you ready? No, I'm going to lose. Yes. Get set. Go. Richard Nat, Christine Madeline Golden, Rue. Madeline Rue. <laughs> Um, <laughs> wait, maybe I'll win because I can't. Uh, oh, John Christopher Stats. Messin. John Stats technically um, wrote the Warcraft uh, the book about the history of Hurt. making the game. Um, um Leslie Nelson, Pete uh, Davidson. Shit, we really thought I could pull out an old one here. Peter Daniels, uh, Michael oh. Richards. Costanza, Ch- mm, Cherry Seinfeld, <laughs> Big Mama's House What's 2. What's the deal with the trolls? <laughs> Time. <laughs> okay, I, let me just read through all of the authors. How many more are there? Okay, so in the original series, we have a book by Richard Knack, and then a book by Christy Golden, and then a book by Jeff Grubb. What book did Jeff Grubb write? The Last Guardian. But then also, we have a book by Metzen. So, I think one of you guys named Metzen. One of you guys named... I did. Yeah, okay. So, I think... It was very quickly two to one at the beginning. Slide named, like, the two quick ones. But, okay. So, then some other ones that we have are Keith DeCandido, Aaron Rosenberg. Let's see what else... Michael Stackpole. <gasps> I said Michael. William King, Greg Weissman, and then Madeline Rue. Okay, but what do you qualify as a Warcraft book? A book about the lore or a book about Warcraft in general? Because John Stats did write that book about the creation of World of Warcraft, about how he made it, and then his hands, his oh, hands I'm, broke. I'm hearing, I'm hearing booze Wait, from that? the crowd. <laughs> I'm even cheering from the crowd. Okay, well, the the guide I used was this novel guide on WoW.Gamepedia, and then it's, mm. like, the Warcraft imprints and then the the WoW imprints. Those are the ones I counted. Hmm. Fine. Just so long. It's, it's sitting on your shelf here. 
Oh, nothing's sitting on our shelf yet because we haven't put, put our books. the audience that. So I think it was a tie. So now you have to do a tiebreaker because you didn't pick me to win. Okay. The tie, for the tiebreaker, we are going to branch out into other types of Warcraft media. Ooh. On the count of three, I'm just going to ask you guys to name what is considered the furthest into Warcraft past that Warcraft media reaches. Like the oldest one to the- exist. Not not to exist, but like something that provides lore that is the oldest. Okay. On three. One, two, three. The Chronicle Part One. Um I don't World of Warcraft Legends. Okay, well I'm gonna give that one to Aaron because Warcraft Chronicle Volume One at the beginning is like approximately a hundred and forty seven thousand years oh, before you current so like, the only thing dates i was like what <laughs> the only thing that they list as before that is warcraft saga which i guess is the games but i said i wasn't gonna count those i'm drinking i'm looking at my kitty cat she's trying to grab something out the window she grabbing uh a leaf it's dangerous well with all this shenanigans about the book It's time for me to announce Do Not Relent's latest giveaway. Wow, free stuff to the people. Well, to a person, not just one of you. You're all not going to win. We aren't that rich. Through wild adventures in the Twisting Nether, I have accidentally come into possession of an additional copy of Shadows Rising by Madeline Rue. And I figured that it is time for us to give back to the audience. So here is what I am suggesting. Next week at the, or next week's episode rather, will be one dedicated to Shadows Rising itself. So if you are interested in procuring this additional copy, perhaps with some additional Do Not Relent goodies, you're probably just going to get a signature and a note from me. Here is what I'm suggesting. Write into the podcast email that is do not relent pod at gmail.com with a story of your own. I am looking for at least a paragraph or two of what your main was doing in this time between the Fourth War and Shadowlands. I want you all to flex your creative muscles, and the greatest one will receive my boon. Boon. Oh, uh, not Plus, head, probably but... will sign it and something like that. Yeah. So, like, send us your fan fiction of your main or your alt or whatever. Get dirty. The saucier, the better. I'm not going to admit that that might tempt me but mm, it might tip the scales in your favor Ooh. and I guess I'll put it out on Twitter someone just remind me <laughs> or someone tweet it for me <laughs> <laughs> and yeah next week will be the book club episode we'll be ready to talk about it I want to talk about some of it now holy shit it, I'm only like halfway through maybe and it's so fucking good yeah, I just started today, so I'm in no means ready to talk about it. But yeah, next week can be DNR's book club. It will be the very first episode of DNR that you could 1000% skip if you haven't read the book. Yeah, because b- before the storm, we didn't, we weren't recording yet, right? Where are we? No, that was before, before storm? our storm. Wow. But while I get all of these signatures and goodies ready, Growlina, please distract us for a minute to two minutes. So I can make a drink, baby. Same. Greetings, listeners. It's Growlina back at it again with an interview. I'm here with Katale, discussing the Ember Court. 
So are you excited to be throwing these parties for the who's who of the dead? Yeah, it sounds like it could be fun once I get used to it. If you had your say and could throw the perfect party, what would it entail? Well, first, I would have elite Torin chieftains play, but something new. That old song is busted AF. <laughs> then we would eat feasts from throughout the years, but not the battery one from BFA. What? But I love batteries. Meals aside, what would be the big end to this party? I would have it so that we all fight the Lich King at the end. But he doesn't really attack back or anything. And when you kill him, he drops invincibles for everyone, lol. That sounds like quite the bash. I hope Blizz lets us have it, especially if this reporter is invited. Lol, of course. Well, you've heard it here, folks. Some wild hootenannies will be coming in Shadowlands. Until then, it's been Growlina. Thanks, Growl. I was able to go get a drink of water. My pipes will now or no longer be parched. Mmm, parched them pipes. Un unparched them pipes, even. Apparently, uh, hot out of the press, all gladiator PvP mounts as of one hour ago can be used across all characters. This will never affect us because we will never hit glad as PvP. But that's great for like the 0.5% of players who have multiple accounts <laughs> on their gladiator mounts. So they're good at PvP on at least one of their characters. Wowzers. And you'll have to be left wondering, is it this one? Is this the good one? I was telling you to drink because you had put ice in there and I muted it. <laughs> well, that was our show, guys. <laughs> it was all... Uh... <laughs> Going up to Gladiator Mount Changes. Uh, see you next week. Another interesting happening from this week is that our mortal enemy secured an interview with Ian himself. And I'm talking about our arch nemesis, Beluar. And Ugh. no, I'm just saying we lost this battle, but I guarantee you guys all we will have the next personal interview with Ian. Whoa, well, you know they're 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 on a good press tour. They're going to some of the smaller, less impressive channels first, and then they're working their way up to the big ones. Surely, ours will be closer to release, being as big as we are. Yeah, we're probably we might even be like the last one, maybe even release day, because you know we're so important. We're the boss. I actually, I I don't want to tell you guys this and uh, spoil the surprise. I have an email here from Ian to cut the virtual ribbon to let everyone go out and play in <laughs> Shadowlands. Wow. We got our big spectral scissors ready to go. <laughs> cut this ribbon up. So for these giant pairs of scissors, and there's three of us. How, virtually, how do three of us hold one pair of giant so scissors? So I will hold one end of the, the closing things. Aaron will hold the other end. And I guess you can be at the end of the blades, like closing them together. Ooh, sounds dangerous. I might cut myself. That's fine. As long as it's not me. Okay, there you have it. We will be <laughs> cutting the ribbon that ties together Shadowlands. And we're actually we'll watch <laughs> millions of people glitch their way through because that the expansion is always unplayable for like that first hour. People will trample us on the way to, like, crowd the first questing area. But, you know, we can say we were there. We're actually the ones that are going to break the sky in Northrend. It's actually us doing it by accident. Oh, by the ribbon, you mean, like, the seam of reality as we know it. Mm-hmm. That holds it together. Oh, okay. But I want to talk about stuff. Let's talk about stuff. I'm in serious mode now. No jokes. Oh, okay. Well, so, Bell, you are asked Ian about the mysterious first ones. And Ian's like, you'll learn more about the Pantheon of Death and Shadowlands. And Billy was like, whoa. Apparently the Pantheon of Death is basically the Titans but in the Shadowlands? And the hmm. Arbiter and Jailer are separate from the Pantheon? And Blizzard wants to start to delve in into the lore behind even higher powers than the Titans. How the fuck... How many other higher powers are there out there? 
I was going to say, yeah, it lines up with what we kind of already have talked about, that they've hinted that the Jailer is possibly more powerful than the Titans. How far down the road do we have to go before we learn that the Pantheon ain't shit? Like, several years from now, we'll finally zoom out and be like, dang, we were actually near the end there. The Super Pantheon was way more powerful, and the Dark Pantheon was even bigger than that. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of, like, who is actually larger than the Pantheon right now. And I guess we have Sargeras, because it takes all five of them to bind him. So technically, he is still Pantheon. Argus, maybe technically, might have been above the Pantheon, because he was kicking their ass, I guess. And then what we have, obviously, the Jailer and Arbiter. And who, uh, what is the name of the people that are throwing the old gods at us? Uh, the Void Lords. They seem higher than the Pantheon. But other than that, who the, who the fuck else is out there? Yeah, and whoever is on this council or whatever. Also, us, I've kicked Freya's butt at least like two or three times. We also helped defeat Argus, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we're, I guess pretty, we're pretty cool. Well, I guess like canonically 30 of us, but yeah. Now, Beliar also asked this question, which I think is a wild question to ask, because I don't remember this ever being a lore bit. He asked, who is the clockmaker behind the rules of the universe? What kind of fucking answer do you think Ian was going to give to that? Was he like, oh, you know what, the clockmaker is actually uh, Schlimblig, and he's controlling all the rules. What? Well, the clockmaker is actually Gelbin 4. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a toaster. We figured, what can get lower than a Roomba? A toaster. <laughs> so for all the also, good questions... Was, was, was that a... So clockmaker, was that just a phrase that they fed him? Or did he come up with that himself? I do not know. I need to watch the video. because I didn't, I didn't watch all of it. But I'm like, it sounds like something he just made up. But I'm like, this is like a shitty question. Even if the clockmaker is somebody who like is a person... I have definitely not heard of this person enough for it to be a, val- a valid question to ask Ian. Right, but it also kind of, I guess, opens the door to whether or not a whole dedicated time-traveling type expansion could be in the works down the road. Uh, I don't think they would ever revisit time-traveling again after Draenor. Yeah, I, I think. think they kind of got their asses whooped too hard. Yeah. He also asked about a loon, which this is a good question. Good job, Belly. Because remember, A&R is hiding out on a, a world called Ilunaria when we uh, do her stupid fucking fight in the Tumor Sargeras. And he asked if her hiding out on Ilunaria was a connection to a loon. And Ian said, <clears throat> perhaps. Thanks, Ian. He also said, when it comes to, to the Night Warrior, there's some more story on that in Ardenweald, which is cool. I'll take that. So I wonder if that implies that Elenaria could be part of Ardenweald, could be related to Elun and the Night Warrior. Is all Are all these things actually just part of the Shadowlands? It's possible. There's also We've some- never gotten a clear explanation as to what Elun actually is. So they very much could be like, oh, she's part of the Shadow Council, actually. Also, no spoilers for this book yet, but I do think the book is leading up to some Night Warrior lore from what I've been reading so far. So maybe we get some stuff there, too. Ian says that Uther's Tomb was updated in BFA as part of a visual revamp, and basically it was a side project. However... They've also said this before about other things. Like, oh, no, it was just for, like, for funsies. It's not, like, anything. And then later on it comes out, this is a major hub for this. So, I, I, I mean, I feel this. like that just means that, like, Uther confirmed in Shadowlands as one of the people that you meet, which I think we already confirmed, right? Yeah, but is he going to come yeah, back to the Yeah, he was set up tomb? as the Kyrian guy. So, I don't know. One of the biggest pieces I think is important from this interview takeaway is we have some hints on what the Shadowlands pre-patch event's going to be, which sounds pretty fucking cool. Apparently, it's going to be a Scourge Invasion 2.0, which uh, the Lich King pre-patch event, which obviously we didn't play, sounds still like one of the fucking coolest things I've ever fucking done. I guess we experienced an invasion during one of our pre-patches with Legion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess... 
they're gonna be going for like a Lich King esque thing where like shit's everywhere. Which I guess makes sense because the helm of the Dominator is destroyed, so the Scourge is just like unleashed, right? Yeah, so they're just everywhere, mm-hmm. which sounds fucking cool. I'll take it. But remember, you're going to have a little bit tougher of a time fighting the Scourge because with the pre-patch event, they have also announced that all corruption gear just clicks off. Oh, yeah. It it stops. It turns off. You know, that's interesting. We're going to get so much weaker without corruption. Holy shit. Yeah. And then pre-patch also has a bunch, like a shit ton of class changes hit as well so that'll be interesting to see what happens i love pre-patch it's always such like a weird feeling of being in between being like really powerful or being really weak and then just being like really like a new feeling to like your class yeah because pre-patch was definitely a time where i like switched from being disc because i hated how they changed it and that became holy maybe you go back and it was also when i switched from being a hunter just because i hate what hated what they did to marks so I went from being a mm-hmm. Mark's hunter to a holy priest. Um, apparently, Legion time walking is coming, and I'm like, did we announce Pandaria time walking somewhere in the middle there, and I missed it? Because where is it at? <laughs> Just saying that, like, it's on the way. It can be months until you see time walking return, and they want to improve the schedule. So maybe we'll have a new time walking schedule soon. And we're like, because like. I don't know, time walking. Like, I get why they have it as like an event week. Because like, oh, you know, come do your time walking. But it'd be cool if it was up much more frequently. Like, what if every week mm-hmm. they had a time walking rotation? Like, that'd be cool. Yeah, or, like, every other week they just rotate through it or something like that. Yeah. So that, like, you know, this week is mop, and then next week's off, and then after that it's Draenor, and then after that it's off, and then after that it's the new Legion one, apparently. <laughs> because right now it's, like, months in between it. Besides where we currently are when it's been every week. Yeah, which feels okay. It gives us something to do in Raid every other week, or every week so far. Spice it up a bit. They talk about loot. It's kind of boring. I don't know. Mechagon and Bitbands inspire them for, like, unique Shadowlands loot. We already know that let, the legendary items are returning. Who cares? Corruption gear inspiring this and that. They might want to do away with more passive controls or more passive damage. So, I... I did not enjoy that one as much because I feel like, I don't know, just personally me, I feel really cool when I hit an ability and stuff happens and like extra damage adds on. It makes me feel powerful. Having to manually trigger stuff, I feel like is more work, but it sounds like that's what a lot of people want because there are people in the comments who are like, yes, I want more control. I don't want a single point of damage to be on a guy without me doing it i guess i can see it because i use um what's that big wave called big shadowy wave it's a lot of things big purple wave it's definitely it's definitely big purple wave is this a corruption yes corruption i don't know you do know. We both know what it is. We talked about it all the time. It's about definitely big purple wave. There we go. He said it. Twilight devastation. It can be annoying when like you have this big piece of passive damage that never procs. Twilight dev has been so on and off for me that I'm like, is it going to come on? We got 18 things up. Can we get Twilight dev? Nope. Oh, you're, you're fighting one thing? Here it is. And I'm like, man... You wasted my, my fucking Twilight Dev, Alan. Stuff like that. So yeah, it does kind of seem like they are kind of moving away from that rotation. So Aaron, you're going to have to get a mouse with some more buttons on it so you can press some more stuff. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> my HP just two clicker in a roller from 1999. What will I do? Sometimes I think about how when Slide and I first met, he had a keyboard that was literally from 92. It was a compact keyboard. It had really, really funny, like, media buttons. Like, a humongous, like, play button. I think one of the buttons was literally connect to AOL dial-up. It sure was. But <laughs> oh, that keyboard... Oh, wowzer, wowzer. That keyboard Do you still have it? Well. Can I, I plug do. it into my keyboard? You could. I have it still. I have to find which box I have it in, but I saw that nasty-ass keyboard. I think it was gross. Ian talked about some about how like renown was gonna work, which we kind of just learned about to begin with. 
Each week in your covenant, you have weekly quests to get anima and bring it back, as well as souls from the mall, okay? This is optimal for your weekly renown advancement. Anything excess you collect would go into other parts of covenant progression, i.e. healing your champions on missions? Hold the fuck up. I don't want to have to play more mini games with my followers on missions. I like sending them out, and that's that being it. I get that they're trying to do this, this like auto chess thing, but I don't want to fucking heal them like Tamagotchis. Or is it implying that even your champions have stamina like the ones that your recruit have? That's what it seems like they're probably leaning towards. They probably won't die, but they'll be like, oh, they're too exhausted. They fainted. Take them to a poker center and heal them up. Whatever. We'll see how I like it. They're recharging, or you can fully recharge them now by purchasing X, Y, or Z <laughs> in the mobile I was just about to say, champion, you, Anduin is out there and he's so tired. Please purchase these crystals. Only $7.99, or you can buy 30 for $10.99. <laughs> That's such a great deal, champion. Who wouldn't do this? And then Ian rounded it out with covenant swapping, talking about how it works, and just reiterating that leaving a covenant is easy and costs you nothing. The only cost that comes into play is when you return to a covenant you've already left. So no take backsies. If you if you leave them, you're paying to get back in. It's like, oh, who came crawling back to the fucking Venthyr? They heard about the parties. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good change, because even Ian says it here, he says... They don't want there to be player expectation to have to respect your covenant between bosses. Because that would be hella annoying. Being like, hey, guys, I got to go leave. I got to go join the Venthyr again. Which people are so honestly going to do. So what is probably going to happen is that they're going to want like a certain composition of different covenants in their raid team. To like cover their bases. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Or it might even be, like, certain combinations of classes, specs, and covenants that are most ideal in a raid composition type thing. It'll be crazy to see how the mythic guilds run their covenants. Because you know they're gonna min-max it. They're gonna be like, nobody can join the fucking Ardenweald poopies. They don't have any good abilities for us. Unless you're a resto druid. R.I.P. to the balanced druid in pieces, who is instructed that he must go join Maldraxxus, and all he really wants to do is hang out with vampires. Oh, poor guy. Greg Sanders, you know we all have our orders. We can't change. We have to be what we were told. Oh. Yeah, that's about it we had for the interview stuff with, with our mortal enemy, Belula. You lart. His career is over now. Well, while we are wrapping up this interview, I think it's about time to unwrap our sexiest NPC of the week. I'm not wrapping anything up. I'm going in raw, like raw sushi, you feel? Wrap it in some seaweed. Speaking of... Some raw fish and seaweed. This week's sexiest NPC of the week is none other than a hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, we were racing to do that one. <laughs> hell yeah. Well, someone had to be last. Hmm. Look at this bitch. She big. <laughs> she's sexy. And she back. Mm. Again. Talking about the biggest mm, baddies. Talking about nippler fights. <laughs> Yeah, is she the only Ooh. female nippler fight? Whoa, hold up. She, she's gotta be. What other male nipplers are there? Female nipplers? Or, I was the, like, male female, nipplers? What other female nipplers are there? Yeah. Um, I'll have I, you know that Garothi Extermination Machine from the last raid in Legion is a lady. He's a beautiful, or she's a beautiful woman. <laughs> hmm. Wow. But I'm not talking about Garothi. I'm talking about my girl. Hell yeah. Wearing that big bow to hers. Mm. Oh my gosh, she does wear a bow. I never noticed that before. And let me just say, like, 
all the different times we've been able to encounter her, I've only grown more, grown more and more fond of her because, you know, not only did we have a boss fight at the end of a dungeon, not only did we encounter her while questing through Legion when we, like, fell into the Death Realm, not only did we encounter her during... Trial of Valor. Oh, yeah, during, like, that mini-raid. Yeah, Trial of Valor. Not only will we encounter her in the intro quest of Shadowlands... I assume we'll encounter her a lot more in Shadowlands in general. Mm. And, you know, the heart just grows fonder the more I see the sexy Valkyr. Yeah, what a, what a long-standing villain. Like, Ashara wish she had as many appearances as fucking Helia did. Yeah, and, like, Helia's appearances have all been consistent. Let me just say, oh, some of Ashara's appearances, mm, not too cute. Does any other model have this haircut that Helia has? She's looking good out here in this fucking bush styling. She is not like other girls. I can assure <laughs> you that. Mm, girl, I remember running through that dungeon and everyone would be like, make sure you don't fall into Helia's holes. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you right here, I want to go deep in Helia's holes <laughs> and then fall because it spawns you like five feet above the arena and die. Let me just say... Chain running Maw of Souls back to back to back to back to back to back to back because it was by far the quickest dungeon in all of Legion to get your five dungeons done were some of my most fond memories because you just get to see Hell Yeah five times in a row, baby. What do you think her legs look like? We've never seen her legs before, right? She's always been top or waist up. You know what? I I did. It tapers off, and I assumed it was just tentacles or squid legs. Yeah. But what if she just has big, beautiful, child-bearing hips? Well, I just, and she's just got gams under there. No, I I always imagined her with like human legs. I never imagined her with tentacles, but I don't know why I haven't. I feel like that'd be very her mo. Or would it? I don't know. I think she has. I think she has gams. Oh, actually, I, mean, I guess because she, yeah, because she used to be a Valkyr before she got sent down to like the stinky soul realm. So I guess she's just got beautiful, luscious legs. Yeah, because like a lot of the Valkyr ladies are pretty thick, right? So yeah. she probably, yeah, it just has some really, really thick gams. I just can't get over this boat fashion. Like she literally was like, hmm, you know what? I'm gonna strap that to my fucking shoulder and tie it down. When she died, they're like, category is boats on the runway. Do you think when she sleeps, she like, takes it off, like puts it next to her bedside table? Like, if you can't. No, it's like one of those neck brace things that people have when they like travel on planes and need to sleep. <laughs> so she just like rests her head on the boat so that's like a pillow. Oh, that's nice. That's cute. Look at you, Helia. Cute and sexy. Mmm, mmm, girl. Well, with that, Helia, your award's in the mail. Check it, check it, check it, and where does she, where does she live? She lives, she lives in the, has a name, under, the Underdark? Oh. No, oh. that's D&D. What, what is it called, her little realm she's got going on down there? Yeah, the one we go to in Legion, where Sylvanas <sighs> goes down there and tries to steal the right to make more Valkyrie. Yeah, what is that like, area right? called? Valkyrie, I don't know. Huh. What is it is Helheim, baby! Helheim. There we go, okay, whew, that's oh, close. I love Thor the Dark World. <laughs> and that's the best joke on this comedy podcast because <laughs> no one does. Hey, listen, I actually did not mind that. I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Not like I love Helia. This one, not Hell Hella. Hell yeah. Mm-mm. And now it's time for our top two bottom boot, medium boot. I'm going to start because I know mine immediately, which I had to be Tell reminded us. of earlier. So Immune said, and you all know he's been hunting, hunting for whatever. What's that not called again? Oh, my God. In the Ashes eye. of Alarm. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. He doesn't even care or know. <laughs> so, so he's been trying to get ashes for forever. And I literally said, you know what? I'm going to go do the eye. And I'm going to go in and get Ashes on my first try on this character. And my first run on the eye in God knows how long. And sure enough, I kill Kael'thas and he fucking drops Ashes of Alar. <laughs> and I was like, 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I had to get up and do like a lap around the house. Like, because I don't think I have, I haven't really gotten like a rare mountain drop off of any wraith like this. Like, ever. Like, this is my rarest mount, I'm pretty sure. And so I was happy about it. I just, uh, just forgot about it because all my all my wild career i've had the dark phoenix which is just a reskin of ashes but purple and honestly i think it looks a little better but <laughs> no but like the the effects that yes. ashes does yes. are so much cooler the the effects of ashes are so much more vibrant than the effects of, of the literally dark phoenix. that trail of ashes like stays on the map <laughs> for way longer than it should yeah so i says awesome. yes i know it looks beautiful because i have it See, I think I think this is fair because I know I'm not gonna get this fucking Jane amount until the I'm gonna be the last fucking person to get it, like eight weeks from now. And so this is some kind of payback from the developers being like, listen, you're, you're not getting the, the amount for a while from Jaina, so here's Ashes. This, this 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 will hold you over. I also did immediately go to Northfriend and I ran uh ICC to maybe get like double luck and get uh in, invincible. But I didn't get it. Whatever. But that's my top two of the week. What about you, Mean? What's your TTBBMM? So, I'm going to pull a slide whistle, and I have two this week. Wow. But they're both bottom boots. Two bottom boots? Oh, no. Yes. Two Holy boots? shit. So, the first one is slide getting ashes of a lot. Wow. And, like... Rude. First off, he didn't even know how to get to this raid. I had to help <laughs> him. you. I had to help him make it there. Yeah, I figured I'd ask the losers running it every fucking week. Uh, second off, he forgot that he even had it because he doesn't care. He doesn't even want this medal. <laughs> there are better mounts. Uh, uh, meanwhile, I've been wanting this mount for literal years, and I've been running it on and off for like probably three or four years now. And... Ugh. Just get good. And my second bottom boot, which is like slightly less than that, but I also tried to do a run for Invincible, and I did probably like three-fourths of the way through before realizing that I was on normal instead of heroic, and it doesn't even drop on normal. And I don't oh, even understand no. why these old raids automatically put you back into normal even though your raid difficulty is set to heroic or mythic. So, like, even when Slide, who had his set to heroic, when he first loaded into ICC, it said that he was only on normal. And he had to change it then. But, like, I, I, like, we were distracted. I think we were watching Canada's Drag Race or something, and I, like, was not fully paying attention, and I assumed that because I had it set to heroic beforehand, it would you know, be good enough. But no, it was not. And I didn't even bother finishing it because I knew I wasn't going to get anything worth it. I left. I reset it to Heroic. I'm like, okay, I'll just start again. But no, apparently you cannot also run it on Heroic either. If you started running it on Normal, you cannot start it again on Heroic. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I, I really don't understand why it changes it sometimes. I feel like it's random, too. I feel like you will have that set to Mythic, and then it'll be like, okay, well, you know what? You're on Heroic. And then, like, all of a sudden, it'll be like, normal. It's like, why? Why did you do this? You did this for what? You did this for why? I hate that shit. So, yeah, those are my bottom boots this week. What do you got, Aaron? This week, I come to you with a powerful bottom boot. Possibly a controversial one. Ooh, what is it? While playing with Gelbin 2, I joined the Uncrowned, which is the Rogue Order Hall. And I look around and I see some of the finest rogues and cutthroats in the world. I see Tess Greymane. I see Taoshi. I see Garona Halforsen. I see, wait a minute, who's this classic vanilla-ass motherfucker with the red hat at the end. Why, it's Fleet Admiral Tethys. Who? <laughs> exactly. He's just there to be the outlaw guy, because, but he's like the only pirate they could pull up. He is just a human man in a red hat and a white shirt. Why didn't they update this model? They had time. 
who out there was like, well, I'm a fleet admiral Tethys purist. It just looks gross. And they make him talk like all the time. And I have to swing my camera around to see this literal relic. I mean, I feel like if they're going to have him in that role, they should at least one, update his model. Two, they could have introduced a whole new outlaw rogue that you quest with or something. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I checked his Wowpedia. He's not even old. They added him in Legion. Why does he look so bad then? <laughs> Why does he look like this? <laughs> He's cursed. He, he, he made somebody really upset. Truly. Like, I was like, there's not one pirate you can think of other than this Dinkleburger. <laughs> Dinkleburger. So that's my bottom boot is having to look at this man. Oh, poor guy. Well, with that, we're time to get out of here and prepare for raid. We got some Nihalotha to finish up, and I got some more office to watch. <laughs> if you have any comments, questions, concerns, if you want to enter in our Shadows Rising book contest, send us an email at do not relentpod at gmail.com. Send us some stories, send us some fanfics, or tweet at us on Twitter at do not relentpod. What about you guys? Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex. Or you can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at do not relent. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Big Cheesy on Twitter. And you can read our literary musings at livejournal.donotrelent.com. With that, we out of here. See you fuckers next week. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, do not talk to our listeners in that way. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmoore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. <laughs> <laughs>